Here is a sermon that was preached by Pastor Ballon in one of the Sunday morning services. This morning, I would like to share with you on this topic called, If We Don't Pray. If we don't pray. Now, I would like to tell you this morning, if we do not pray, what will happen? Most of us, we know, if we pray, what will happen? But if we do not pray, what will happen? That's what we are going to see this morning. You know, as we know, prayer is the wall of protection in our lives. The moment we stop praying, it's equivalent to breaking the wall of protection around us. You know, every one of us need to be protected as we live on this earth. Especially as children of God, we need a special protection of God Almighty as we live on this earth. Prayer is also a lifeline. And I'm sure you know about lifeline. What is lifeline? You know, when somebody is, you know, in the swimming pool or in, in the, trying to swim in the river or in the ocean, the moment he him or her, they found, found themselves swing, uh, drowning into the ocean or into the river, that's the time this comes in effect. A lifeline is connected with somebody who is drowning and somebody who is trying to rescue that individual from that situation. So prayer is a lifeline. The moment if we cut, cut off this wire, whoever is drowning, they will drown because they don't have more, any more contact with the person who is trying to rescue. So prayer is a lifeline which is connecting, between, uh, connecting us with God. So prayer is very crucial for you and me. Prayer is nothing but walking with God. You know, scripture talks about people who walked with God. And today we have people who are walking with God. Enoch walked with God. Noah walked with God. Moses walked with God. Abraham walked with God. What does it mean? They had a constant communication with God as they live or lived on this earth. You know, God expects every child of God to have that constant relationship with God Almighty. Prayer makes the communication effective. Prayer is also a backbone for any family or any individual or for any ministry. You know, prayer is something, it is inevitable. Prayer is something that is very much required in your life and my life. This morning, I pray that God may speak to us and God may impress in our minds that how important it is today, you and I need to be awake in prayer. There are three different types of prayer that normally we classify. Number one, we call it as a personal prayer. Number two, it's a family prayer. Number three is the corporate prayer. You know, I know it's, it's very easy to know the difference between these three types of prayer. Personal prayer, family prayer, and corporate prayer. You know, all these three are important in the life of child of God. You know, someone cannot say that, I pray when I come to church, but then I don't pray when I am away. Someone cannot say that, I pray myself personally, I come to church and pray, but as a family, we don't sit together in prayer. Someone cannot say that I pray at home, but then I don't pray at church. All these three are very much essential to build our lives in God. And we are just going to quickly go through and see what is basically meant by personal prayer, family prayer, 
and corporate prayer. Personal prayer. If I read scriptures in Psalm 88 verse 13, <laughs> excuse me, scripture says, Psalm 88 13, but to you I have cried out, O Lord, and in the morning my prayer comes before you. You know, personally to pray and to wait upon the Lord, as the psalmist says, Lord, I cry out to you, and in the morning my prayer comes before you. How many of you pray in the morning? No, I don't want you to raise your hands. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. We pray in the morning. Morning time is a good time for prayer. It's also a good time to sleep. Yes. So morning is a good time to pray and a good time to sleep. They are just counter. Right? Can you pray when, while sleeping? You know, some people used to tell me also, no, I pray while I am sleeping. So I'm prayerful every time. Can you believe that? No, I don't think we can believe that, right? While sleeping, we need to sleep. If you're praying while sleeping, but then you're not doing justice to your sleep, you lose your sleep. So morning time is the good time to pray, at the, sit at the feet of God in prayer. Now the reason being all of us, you know, morning our mind is so fresh, right? Our mind is so fresh. We don't see all those things running in our minds. So it's a good time to listen to God. It's a good time to speak to God. And if we are exercising our morning prayer, and that day we will not fail. And that day we will not sin. In that day we will, we will face challenges, but then we have strength to overcome. So morning prayer is very, very essential in our lives. You know, Jesus prayed in the morning. It is amazing to see in Mark chapter 1 verse 35, I'm reading from NIV. Mark chapter 1 35, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up left the house and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. You know, if that was so important for Jesus, if Jesus had to get up early in the morning and Jesus had to go to the solitary place and pray, just keeping himself alone, how much more important it is you and me? You know, today if somebody says that morning prayer is not important, I don't want to get up in the morning, I just want to get up in the morning, just quickly get ready to go to my office, I would say you are not a Christian. Can I say that? We need to get up in the morning to pray. Wait at the feet of God. 10 minutes? 15 minutes? It's good. It's good. You don't need to pray for one hour, but just a few minutes sitting at the feet of God. In silence, in isolation. Just not, not thinking about our work, not thinking about our family. Just sit at the feet of God. We will listen the voice of God. We will listen to God speaking to us. Now I would encourage all of you to just try this. Maybe though if you are not doing it, it's a good thing to try. We do a lot of effort. We put a lot of effort in different areas of our life. But I'm sure it is good to make an attempt. Because Jesus did that in his life. He knew that the daytime is going to be so busy. He knew that the daytime is going to be so challenging. But Jesus made it a point that he wanted to get up early in the morning to go into a place and pray to the Father in heaven. And I believe it is all, we, we, we need that. If you want to get up early in the morning, we need to go early to bed. If you want to get up early in the morning, we need to go early to bed bed you know some of us are very good you know keeping ourselves awake till one o'clock and two o'clock and we can't get up because we are so tired obviously we are so tired good 
we need to get up early in the morning and we need to make it a practice that going to bed early so that we can get up early and wait at the feet of God. Praying is the prayer is defined in scripture in many different ways. Some of the scriptures tells us that we need to pray for three times in a day. Psalm 55 verse 17 says evening and morning and at noon I will pray and cry aloud and ye shall hear my voice. How many times we pray? Scripture says we need to pray. Three times we need to pray. Do we pray three times? And I'm sure some of you pray more than that. But look at Daniel. You know, Daniel at some point of time in his life, when he knew that the petition was signed by King Darius, in order to throw him into the lion's den, scripture says, Daniel, every day, he went to his house, he went to the upper room, and he kept the windows open towards Jerusalem, and he knelt down and he prayed. You know, he was in the higher official in the kingdom of King Darius. Daniel was a so busy man like, like Stephen Harper. Daniel was on that day. And he made it a point that he will go home and open his door, windows towards Jerusalem and kneel down and pray three times. And I strongly believe not only when the petition was signed, that was his habit. Prayer was his habit. Prayer was his life. You know, that's what God expects in our lives. That prayer should become a habit. And three times you may be at work at times. But then, even in front of the computer, wherever we are, even while treating patients, you know, just go and get a get few minutes, five minutes, just pray there. Just pray there. Just try that out, praying three times in a day. And we see the blessing of God in our lives. And this morning, God is asking us to plunge our lives into prayer. Prayer at times involves fasting. You know, at times we need to fast and pray. We need to refrain ourselves, avoiding certain food and certain activities in our lives at times in order to bring our flesh down. Why do we fast? We just fast so that our flesh is brought down. Otherwise, our flesh dominates. Our flesh thinks so much. Our flesh dictates what we need to do. But then when we fast, we bring our flesh low and our spirit is up. Spirit is above and that can commune with God. Fasting and refraining from certain things, keeping away from certain things and certain activities in our lives will help us to focus on prayer. And this morning, God wants us to pray more. You know, some of us are really good in tithing God. And if you're not tithing, better be good in that. Right? So we need to give one-tenth of our money to God, the work of God. And God expects that. And I believe the same God expects us to tithe in our time. God expects us to tithe in our time. So how many hours we have in a day? 24 hours. So how many minutes we have in a day? Somebody is good in mathematics? 700? 700 minutes? 3,600 minutes or seconds? 1440? 1440? Yeah, that seems to be the right one. 1440 minutes in a, in a day. So how many? Oh, she, okay. <laughs> she got the calculator. That's good. <laughs> okay, so how many uh, hours now? Two hours? 24 minutes, 144 hours. So two hours, 24 minutes is tight of our time. So God expects us to give two hours, 24 minutes to 
God. Seems to be hard, right? You know, sometimes we may not be praying. You know, I'm saying, I'm saying you may be doing it already. Sometimes we may not be praying for the entire time. But then we may be sitting at the feet of God. We may read the word of God. We may discuss. We may talk about the work of God. Somehow, God expects us to keep the time aside for God. You know, that will bring the blessing in our lives. How tithing to God become a covenant in our lives and we will pay the tithing in our, in our income and we see the blessing of God in our lives. The same way, if we keep the time, maybe take the time to teach the word of God to our children. Maybe take the time to look at, look at or, uh, or listen to a proper message from the TV or from the internet. And that, that will lead you, that will help you, that will edify you, that will correct you. You know, it is important that we tithe in our time to God. Jesus asked the disciples one question. In Matthew 26 40 could you not watch with me one hour you know 2006 God asked the same question to my wife could you not watch with me one hour you know that was the beginning of this ministry just that word was the beginning of this ministry you know you see the prayer conference growing now i guess around totally uh, in the prayer conference there are more than 70 people but at any time we have a couple of people 22 15 to 20 people joining and praying together the church ministry we have more than 100 of people in various services put together all our families all our known friends together you know god has done so many things just only he was asking us to kneel down for one hour Jesus on that day when he was in the garden of Gethsemane he knew that he had to go through the cruel death at the cross as a human he was not prepared to handle that and he was in need of prayer at that moment you know there is no doubt that you and I are in need of prayer you know no, we, we should not hesitate or we should not feel ashamed should, to share our prayer request and asking the church church can you please pray for me church can you just can you please pray together stand with me together on that day Jesus he was asking pleading the disciples can you just pray for me one hour can you just pray for me one hour pray with me one hour because he was in need of prayer on that day and today how much more you and I are in need of prayer somehow try this early in the morning and evening put together see whether you can just spend one hour at the feet of God and that will change our lives and scripture also says we need to pray always we need to pray without ceasing we need to pray day and night we need to pray midnight and all night there are scriptures various word of God talks about praying prayer becoming part of our lives but it is very important that we need to take time to just sit at the feet of God we pray when we drive we pray when we we are in the classroom we do so many things but the word of God also tells us very clearly we need to take time to sit at the feet of God not multitasking but sitting and listening to only to God family prayer is very important house with no family prayer we used to say it's like a house without roof house with no family prayer is like a house without roof can you imagine a house without roof wind blows inside the house rain falls inside the house snow comes inside the house a house without family prayer is just like a house without roof Dan are you listening to me a house without prayer is a house without roof and this evening this morning God is telling us that we need to have family prayer in our lives in our houses you know, some of you say that it's not possible because I worked in a different shift. My husband worked in a different shift. We don't meet each other during the week, right? That's true. When you are, before you get up, she leaves. And before she comes, you go to bed. 
right? So that, that, that's where it happens. But then whoever, are, whoever is there at, at home at that point of time, in the evening before going to bed, along with the children, if we can just pray. Family prayer is a beautiful time of spending at the feet of God. You know, family can be built only by prayer. Psalm 127 1 says, unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. How much ever we try to build our family, family will not be built unless we bring that family prayer. I really thank God for the families. They practice family prayer. They make it as a must every day. You know, husband and wife, along with the children, joining hands in praying. It's a wonderful experience. God wants us to do that. If you remember the family, the blessed family in Bethany, Martha, Mary, and Lazarus, every time when Jesus went to that family, Mary comes and sits at the feet of God, feet of Jesus. As a family coming together in the presence of God is a blessing. Third prayer is the corporate prayer. Church as a whole praying together. You know, it's the most powerful prayer. If you remember, Peter was chained up in the prison. And scripture says in Acts 12, 5, so Peter was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly praying to God for Peter. The church was joining hands together and they were praying for Peter. You know what happened? God sent an angel to the prison. You know, that's what exactly will happen. As a church, when we come in unity and when we pray together, stand together in prayer, you know, God will send his angel and God will do mighty things in our lives. God wants that to happen in our lives. When Solomon, was, Solomon built his temple and he was dedicating the temple of God, as everybody joined together and when they prayed, scripture says the glory of God descended in the temple of God. So corporate prayer is very, very powerful. Satanic strongholds are broken when we stand together in prayer. Diseases or sicknesses are healed when we stand together in prayer. And revival breaks out when we stand together in agreement in prayer. And this morning God is telling us how important that you and I need to spend our time in prayer. What do we pray for? What do we pray for? God expects us to pray for a couple of things. They are very important. First of all, we need to pray for our sanctification. You know, we, are, we got saved, but as we live in this earth, many times we fall into the temptation and eventually we yield our lives to sin. But every time it is important that we need to sanctify ourselves. If you remember the scripture says, when Moses was leading the children of Israel in the wilderness, he said many times, today you sanctify yourselves, tomorrow you will see the miracle of God. You will see the hand of God. Now God wants us to sanctify ourselves. God wants us to sit and take time to realize what's going on in our lives. And surrender those areas, confess those sins, expose those hidden areas in our lives to the presence of the Holy Spirit and God sanctifies us. Then we can pray for many things. What are those? We can pray for our personal needs. We can pray for salvation of others. We can pray for family and friends and their needs. Somebody would have asked us to pray for something. We can pray for. We can pray for all the church families remembering them. Scripture also tells we need to pray for our enemies. How many of you have enemies in this world? Wow. Oh, you have enemies. Good, good. You have enemies. We have somebody who tells truth. Oh, Satan is our common enemy? Okay, you always you put the blame on that poor fellow, Satan. <laughs> right? For anything and everything, Satan. Right? So we all have, I have enemies in this world, not only Satan, you have. What about you? You have? 
Oh, you are very godly people. You are in love with everybody. You don't hate anybody. That's good. Right? But then those who are having enemies, Scripture says not to go and fight with them. Scripture says, Luke, in 6, Luke 6, 8, 28, bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. Jesus prayed when he was crucified. He prayed for those who crucified him. Lord, forgive them for they, they, they do not know what they do. <laughs> it is a responsibility on you and me to pray for them. Now I take time to pray for those who came to church and they left for various reasons. Those who came and they did not like us and they said so many things and they left. I pray for them every day. You know, it's a blessing. It's a privilege to pray for those who hate you. Somebody would have hurt you in, the, in your workplace. Somebody would have spoke evil things in your workplace. You know, sometimes you come and tell, some of you share that, you know, in the workplace such and such thing happens. I don't know why she's putting all the workload on me. I don't feel like going there. But you know what God is asking? God is asking you to pray for them. Pray for them. So there are so many things we need to pray for and we don't have time. We need to pray for ministries and missionaries. You know, missionaries are in so much of need for our prayers. And we know how effective our prayer is. If we pray, God will send an angel. What about current affairs? The trouble that is going on in the Middle East. In the, Middle East. the Syrian refugees, those who are living in the camp. Who will pray for them? You know, only prayer can bring solution to that. Whatever the nationality is trying to do, nothing is going to happen. Only prayer. And who will pray if not you and me? And I pray that this morning God may give you that burden. Who will pray for the leadership of our nation? We have an election coming up in August. In, sorry, in October. Who is going to pray for that leader? God, you should give a leader who can rule this nation in a godly way. Who will, bring not un, who will not bring ungodly things into this nation. You know, when God gives us a burden, we don't want to neglect that and walk away from God. When God puts something in your mind and saying that you need to pray about him. The moment somebody is walking on the street, the moment you think about him, God will speak to you, the voice of the Holy Spirit, you will hear saying that you need to pray for him. You need to pray for her. And we need to pray for as the Lord puts the burden in our hearts. And this morning, God is telling us that prayer is inevitable. We need to pray. We must pray. There is no other option. There is no other second option. Finally, if we do not pray, what will happen? First of all, if we do not pray, God's will will not be done in our lives. If we do not pray, God's will will not be done in our lives. If God's will is not done in your life, simply, you will never settle in your life. Wherever we go, if you are not doing God's will, you will not find satisfaction there. Wherever you go, you will not find people accepting you there. Wherever you go, you will find that that's not my place. I need to do something else. I need to move. I need a good job. I need to leave this person and marry someone else. We will never be satisfied if we do not do the will of God. But in order to do the will of God, prayer is important. Prayer is the means through which God gets his will done on this earth. There is no other way God can do. God cannot do magic. God cannot do miracle without us being there. God wants us to pray so that his will be done on this earth. In 1 John 5.14 we read, 1 John 5.14, now this is the confidence that we have in Christ Jesus that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. How do we know what to ask? 
we need to pray then will we know his will and how do we know what should happen in my life we need to pray then only we God's will will happen otherwise we will end up in doing wrong things in our lives which are not will of God and we need to do the will of God because that is the best for our lives James 5 17 and 18 it talks, scripture talks about Elijah Elijah was a man with a nature like you and me and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months and when he prayed again the heaven gave rain and the earth produced its fruit Elijah had to pray you know God could have stopped the rain no God did not stop the rain Elijah had to earnestly pray I don't know how many days he was fasting and praying to God Lord stop the rain and we don't know how many days he prayed Lord bring back the rain again you know every move in your life things will not move unless you pray for it it is important that your wife is praying or your husband is praying or your children are praying our church is praying pastor is praying it's all good but unless we fold our knees nothing will happen because God's will not will will not be done in our lives if we do not pray secondly if we do not pray our future is a question it's very vague we don't know what's going to happen you know God has a beautiful plan for you and me how do we know because scripture says and what he says I have inscribed you on the palms of my hand God has a plan for you and it is there in the palms of palms of whose hand God's hand today people think that their life is their future is in their hands and they try to find out oh the line goes this way that way and it crosses it doesn't cross <laughs> try to find out their future but then God doesn't say that God says your future is in my hands your walls are continually before you before me you know God has a plan for us but unless we pray that plan will not materialize in our lives how do you know Jeremiah chapter 33 3 Jeremiah 33 3 God says call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know what we do not know we do not know about our future and God is telling us this morning you need to call upon my name then I will show you the plan that I have concerning you now the Bible says if we do not have if we do not ask we do not have Jesus said that you have not received because you never asked me God wants us to ask and how do we ask Lord let your will be done it is good to have desire it is good to say that Lord I want to marry this girl I want to marry this boy but then can you just stop for a minute and ask God Lord is it your will is it your desire is that you want me to do in my life Lord I want to get onto this program I want to study this I want to do that you know we have desires and ambitions about our future but then God is asking us my son my daughter just stop for a minute and just talk to me because I already have a plan for you in my hands and just call me I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know our future is a question thirdly if we do not pray sin will overpower us sin will overpower us if we do not pray and I'm sure I don't need to tell more anything about it because you know that I know it the moment we are going walking away from God the moment you stop praying to God 
sin becomes a habit in our lives. We get so used to sin and then we do not know what is sin, what is not sin. And this morning God is speaking to us and he is telling us it is very important that we don't become slaves of sin. Scripture says in John 8, 34, he says, Most assuredly I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. You know, whatever sin that we are entangled this morning, God is telling us that we need to start praying. And we need to break those yokes, break those bondages. Some of those sins that we involved with the world once for one point of time, they have an ability to follow us. Some of the sins that our generation was affected because due to, it has an ability to come into current generation and it has an ability to even to go to the future generation once we are under the bondage of sin. But this morning God is telling us we need to come out of sin. The only way is to pray. You know, when sin overpowers our, powers our lives, it can result in depression. It can result in sicknesses. It can result in rebellion and even suicidal thoughts. We never allow sin to overpower our lives. James 5.15, word of God says, And the prayer of the prayer of faith will save the sick. And the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. And what will forgive? What will help the sins to be forgiven? Prayer of faith. Prayer of faith. You know, this morning God wants us to pray. God, for some reason, I don't know, God wants us to pray more. Maybe in our personal time, or as a family, or as a church, or maybe all together, God wants us to pray more so that we will never become a slave, or slave for sin. When we do not pray, we become an easy target of the devil. You know, prayerlessness opens the door for the devil. When we stop praying, you know, that's the time the devil becomes very active. Because our prayer has an ability to put him down, to keep him under control. When we fail to pray, the devil becomes very active. And he, when we open the door for devil, when there is no prayer, devil will identify that easily. And he will enter into our lives through that hole of the void of prayerlessness. And at times when we are so low in prayer, our faith becomes so low. And you know what? We start worrying about even simple things. Even a small issue has become so big in our lives. It's just so exaggerated, so blown up in our lives. And we start worrying about it. The reason is we did not pray about it. We did not pray about it. And when it becomes so blown up, so big, and devil enters into our lives. And suddenly fear, fear grips our hearts. And then we become a tool of the enemy. And God doesn't want that to happen in our lives. You know, it was about to happen in the life of Peter on one day. If you read with me Luke chapter 22, verses 31 and 32. Jesus, before he was crucified, he looked at Peter and said, Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has asked for you that he may swift you as wheat but I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail your faith should not fail you know when Satan attacks he throws us here and there in many different ways and finally until we lose our strength 
And we lose our faith. And we lose all our ability. And we lose our strength. Jesus knew that very clearly. Satan will do that for Peter. And you know what, what Jesus did? He prayed to God. He prayed to God. You know how much more you and I need to pray for our children. The moment our children are becoming rebellion, rebellious, it is required that we need to pray for them. The moment we know that children are not walking in godly ways, we need to pray for them. You know, it is very essential that we need to pray for somebody um, for our own self. Prayer cancels all the plans of the enemy. If at all the enemy has planned something in our lives, prayer cancels it. You know, some of us, get up early in the middle in the middle of the night because probably we have seen a dream which was so horrible so wicked and we couldn't continue to sleep we get up in the middle of the night and we keep thinking about what did i see will that come true in my life you know at times god decides to show you a couple of things what the enemy is planning about your life but as a child of god you need to cancel it and how do you cancel it by prayer by prayer the moment you see that something is about to happen just pray and cancel those things in the name of the Lord such things will never happen in our lives God wants us not to lose our protection the moment you stop praying we lose our protection you know prayer as I said is a wall of protection it's a mighty fortress around us more we pray the more taller the wall of protection and more stronger the wall of protection enemy cannot enter into our lives you know, as David was praying on the day in the wilderness, he sang a couple of songs as Psalm, Psalm 91, 75, Psalm 25. There are many other Psalms. They are prayer Psalms. You know, we can read those Psalms and we can pray against those weapons of the enemy. Psalm 144 verse says, Psalm 144, keep me, O Lord, from the hands of the wicked. Preserve me from the violent men who have purpose to make my steps stumble. You know, God wants us not to lose our protection. You know, when the wall breaks, when we don't have our strong wall around us, around our family, enemy enters into our lives and he throws all the junk in our lives and he tries to destroy our families. Think about some many families out, they are going through a major distraction. Their children are not in their hands. Their, their marriage is not together. You know, their, their work is not, not, not safe. There are so many things they are going through in our lives because they allowed the enemy to enter into their lives because their prayer life was so poor. And the enemy tries and he targets you and me because we are in the weapons, we are the weapons of God. We are in the hands of God and the enemy tries that with us. And today morning God is telling you that we need to overcome all the weapons of the enemy. Sometimes we feel spiritually so dry. And it remembers, it reminds us that we need to pray more. We need the anointing of the Holy Spirit because He is the living water. John 7, 37 says that if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Jesus said that. And on the day when Jesus was speaking to the woman, Samaritan woman, He said, I will give you water. If you drink that water, you will never thirst again. Holy Spirit is the one who can remove the dryness of our heart. And this morning, the only means is kneeling down and praying to God and asking him, asking God, Lord, I somehow I lost touch with you, Lord. Somewhere along the line, Lord, I walked away from you. This morning, Lord, I need you. I need you. God will refresh you. Anxiety comes in our lives. If we become prayerless, when we do not pray, we become more anxious. 
in spite of God telling us in Philippians 4 6 and 7 be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication what does it mean do not worry about anything and what do you do pray pray bring everything in prayer to me you know the major illness that we see today is the mental illness and all the kind of anxiety disorders which are going through among people some of the surveys says that mental health has become a major concern according to mental health america it says one third of the population was living with extreme stress and if you take one out of four they are going through depression in their lives and this morning god is reminding us it is time to pray so that we will not be anxious about something in our lives and when we do not pray pray we don't have any method of bringing our concerns to god when we are anxious about something the only way is to pray and tell that to god and this morning god is telling us that it is important to pray finally no prayer no peace no prayer no joy no prayer we lose our faith there is no faith no prayer there is no love no prayer there is no unity and no prayer the spirit is weak and our flesh dominates and that brings all the trouble in our lives and i believe this morning god has spoken to you enough that we need to repair our prayer altar shall we close our eyes hope you are blessed by this teaching please write to pastor balan swami nathan at balan at hipm.org god bless you